There are many names connected with Skybound's The Walking Dead brand. And I'm not talking about Robert Kirkman, the great creator of the franchise. No, I mean all the characters you meet in his graphic novels and in the different TV series. Rick Grimes, Negan, Daryl Dixon, Maggie Green, to name a few. But now there are four new names to learn. Aidan, Maya, Grant and Heather. The four playable main characters in Starbreeze's new four-player co-op action game Overkill's The Walking Dead. In December 2017, Starbreeze released a trailer presenting the first of the four characters, Aiden. And the following year, three more character trailers followed. Maya, Grant and Heather. And all of them were produced by Goodbye Cancel Studios in Stockholm and Uppsala. The game was released in November 2018, and with it, a fifth cinematic trailer from Goodbye Kansas. An epic launch trailer where we meet all four characters together, out on a mission in an unforgiving city in the post-apocalyptic world of The Walking Dead. In-house at Goodbye Kansas, the trailer was soon nicknamed The Mega Trailer, and it does give a hint of the scope. So how was it done? Follow me down Yellowbrick Road and find out. <laughs> I'm Nils Lagerin and this is Yellow Brick Road, the cozy little Swedish podcast about visual effects, movies and games. Yes, today we're back in the world of game trailers, or game cinematics, as they're also called. And here to tell us all about this production, I have two key players from the production team, Fred Lörberg, director, and Mikael Videgren, art director. Welcome. Hi. Hello. Fred, you, you've been with us at Yellowbrick Road many times before, but uh, Mikael, this is your first time here. So before we dive into the post-apocalyptic world of Overkill's The Walking Dead, let's start with a classic question. How did you end up in this wonderful industry? Hello, Nisse. Well, uh, I started out uh, as a concept artist, actually, in the video game industry. And uh, before that, I studied um, 3D graphics and animation up in uh, Luleå Technical University. And I think I always had a passion for storytelling, like books, films, games, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, And uh, yeah, eventually I wanted to make the jump into uh, feature film VFX. So I uh, worked for a long time in Copenhagen doing digital matte painting, uh, more concept art, things like that. I mean, we worked on Scandinavian films, American films. Uh, Yeah, it was really interesting. And then, uh, yeah, I'm originally from Stockholm, so I moved back in 2016 and been here ever since, basically. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) First time. So, Fred, you directed two of the previous character trailers, Grant and Heather. So this launch trailer was your third trailer for Overkill's The Walking Dead. What can you tell us about the trailer? Well, this trailer was different in the sense that the previous trailers were designed to be character-centric trailers to give a, a slight hint of who they are uh, and their persona and like what they're doing in this world. This trailer was meant to hint of the, the actual game, per se. So uh, when I started developing the script with Humpus over at uh, Starbreeze and Overkill, we talked about finding different beats and moments and gameplay elements to incorporate into the narrative. So we started to structure out and, and discuss those things first to figure out how we can tell a narrative uh, around that. 
and then from that we we just you know started dove in and started uh, uh, writing uh, the script. And from from my perspective, narrative perspective, I didn't want it to be a hundred percent. You know, this is like a gameplay trailer. Mm-hmm. I still wanted to capture a cinematic element and create a movie out of it. So um, when we uh, were developing it, uh, me and Mickey, we were talking about the setting, and the setting is a very big uh, importance of how the story will tell. And we were talking about the lighting and what time of day uh, we wanted to be in, and and that also influenced a lot of uh, the script and the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Then it was a challenge of finding a right balance between uh, giving the characters enough breathing room, so they're not just you know it's not just an action trailer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, to give them their small beats in the trailer, but also coming together as the the whole piece. Uh, the scenario is it's you know they're sneaking into a camp to steal something that was stolen from them, and then they get caught and they have to flee, and then they get overrun by zombies. So we wanted to capture those different steps: the sneaky part, the infiltration part, the action part when they get uh, caught, and then final like the the ramp up toward the end when they get overrun by the zombies. We found a way in south side of the camp. We've spotted the purifier, but I'm not sure about this. There is no other way. We need to get it back. Do it fast and stay quiet, or every walker in the city's gonna turn up. Mikael, what can you tell us about the location of the story? Yeah, so uh, this trailer takes place sort of in and around this bandit camp in a part of uh, Washington, D.C. called Georgetown, which is an actual neighborhood. So when we found out that, that was going to be the location, we did a lot of research you know, on that location. The client also had a lot of concepts and stuff that they provided us. So it was an idea of just trying to build this sort of believable camp yeah. that they set up. Where do you find inspiration for it? Well, it's a two-way street. Since we're doing it for a game, we always have to look at in-game locations and uh, gameplay. Mm. Uh, but that never translates one-to-one to a cinematic or to a movie. But that's just, you know, one small element of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's just that kind of mix of, again, the client maybe has some things that they want to show or they want to base it off a location in the game, like in this case. So, so it's an actual location in the game? Well, it's based on a location in the game. It's mm. not a level game design. We have to augment it and create it so it works in a movie. Mm. Uh, in in the game, in a level, it has to be connected in a certain way so that the game is fun to play. So our layout is completely different from the layout in the game, mm. but it's inspired by those locations. But then we did our own research. And Mickey, you want to talk more about our own research? Yeah, I mean, so once we found out that it was going to take place in Georgetown, we basically just looked at a lot of pictures from that area, tried to figure out, like, what's typical of this location, what are, like, the key elements of this neighborhood that we want to incorporate. So, I mean, it's not a one-to-one ever, but just sort of, you know, the the look and feel of this particular city and this particular neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So we spent a lot of time trying to figure out a good medium where players might still recognize the location from the game but then also take a few more things in from the real world, sort of. It's the chance to build cathedrals, entire cities, things that never existed, things that couldn't exist in the real world. So you you want me to let someone else follow you into your fantasy? 
they don't actually come into the dream. They just they just design the levels and teach them to the dreamers. That's all. Uh, we've discussed uh, full CG productions many times here at Jailbreak Road, but if any of our listeners today haven't heard those episodes, maybe we should just briefly walk through the production steps of, of a trailer like this one. It starts with a script, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Everything starts with a script. Um, briefly running through it, you know, we we do a script, and then from that we create a storyboard and iterate it to a point where the story is um, understandable for all parties. We edit together uh, what we call a boardomatic, a storymatic, to also like easier understand uh, the movie, and it's easier to iterate. At that, it's like a fairly cheap place to iterate to find the pacing and what shots we want and how to tell the story. Mm. And then once that is approved, we create a previous. Before flying in expensive actors, we uh, jump in our studio in Uppsala, our mocap stage, and we run through the entire movie with the stunt performers, blocking out the action and uh, and the pacing. And then we you know do an edit of that and place camera. So then we have like a quote-unquote physical a representation of the game with the blocking of the environments. Uh, and then once that's approved by all parties, then we fly in uh, the, the real actors and then do the shoot for real. And then uh, simultaneously, we um, uh, continue to iterate uh, the environment and build uh, all the assets and uh, look of everything, make and, sure and, everything and, is pretty. And those are partly based on the concept art then? Yeah, so um, while all this sort of previous animation script sort of development goes into its final stages like me and the other concept artists will be working on trying to figure out what the mood is going to be like you know what time of day is it mm. do we have any you know other cinematic references that we're going to use and this one we were just for the overall mood of things we uh, looked a lot at a movie called Sicario oh, yeah. um, and there are a few like dusk dawn settings in that movie which is really sort of how we wanted to have our base mm. kind of time of day and then we you know we enhance it with like all types of lighting you know from the firing of the guns to the flare to all that stuff so mm. you know it's a it's very much like a parallel thing yeah. and then once we have all the assets that we need we're sort of putting it all together having a look at it for the first time with the proper cameras and then starting to work on the lighting a lot i mean a lot of this goes on in parallel but the lighting is a big part of it i would mm. say as well aziz light Much better, thank you, Adis. Did you use the same actors for the characters? Uh, three of the four. The actor um, Gershwin that played Aiden unfortunately couldn't come. He was booked on other stuff. So we uh, cast a, a new actor hmm. called uh, John, and uh, he was great. But otherwise we used um, the other actors, Deirdre, Kai, and uh, Bill. But due to scheduling, we had to split them up. Hmm. Uh, and we knew this while I was uh, iterating the script, So we had to shoot Grant and Heather on one day and we had to shoot Maya and Aiden two weeks later. Mm. Uh, and that also influenced the writing of the script. So we knew we had to split them up. Uh, and in the, the movie as it is now, you know, we open on Grant and Heather alone and uh, Maya and Aiden alone. And then they connect together. And that was a, um, a process where we finally had all four characters in the one scene. We really had to... Uh, be smart about it and that's where the previous really helped us out yeah like when we shot with um deirdre and bill who played grant and heather uh, we had two stunt performers standing in as uh, maya and aiden hmm. and then when we shot with uh, kai and john 
uh, Maya and Aiden, we used those uh, stunt performers' motion as a reference of timing purposes. So we knew how we could direct them and make sure that all the pieces uh, fit into place. Yeah, and once that, uh, you know, once we start getting all these sort of final, you know, when we're happy with the lighting and we're happy with, uh, you know, there's a lot of effects that goes on as well, like all the bullet impacts and all the smoke elements and the flare and all that stuff. So once it all is sort of ready to go, I mean, there's a lot of iteration when you have a look at them. It's like, okay, no, let's fix this. Let's adjust the lighting here. Mm. Uh, And then it all kind of comes together in compositing. And we did a lot of small digital matte painting fixes, like, okay, Maybe we want to switch out this building or we want to enhance this detail a little bit. So compositing is really kind of where it all comes together to create the final image. I mean, of course you helped by having first the boardmatic and then the the previous, but does it ever happen that you have built more world than you need? I mean, usually no. I mean, we do try to approach it like a movie set. So Mm -hmm. like for the bandit cam, for example, like we knew that we were going to be shooting it from all different angles, seeing a lot of different perspective of it. So that had to be sort of fleshed out. We had to build it as if it was like a real bandit camp. But like the alleyway, for example, or the street, the final sort of showdown, like if you would point the camera the other way, it would be nothing there. So it's like (laughs) you sort of have to approach it like that to be able to put the most work into where you if you would it. turn the camera, you would see the digital film team standing there. Exactly. Like yeah, representations exactly. of you. Well, <laughs> fun fact about the, the alley, we always want to put as much of the, the budget like in camera, screen time per se. So where we can be smart and save money is uh, good. So we, we actually reused the alleyway that we created for the Heather trailer, ah. but just augmented it slightly. And of course, since it's a different time of day, you know, it's not recognizable, but it's a way of reusing assets. Yeah, well, it's basically the same thing that they've done in Hollywood for years. Yeah. <laughs> like using the same streets for all Westerns or Italian mafia yeah. films and stuff. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Makes sense. He uses a double. No, 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 no. It's too simple. This is a complex illusion. You only say that because you don't know the method. It's a double that comes out at the end. It's the only way. Compared to the other Overkill's The Walking Dead trailers, this one feels bigger. Was it a more complicated production? It was more complicated in the sense that a lot more characters, a lot more animation, a lot more effects. Mm. Um, But at the same time, since we created the four trailers leading up to this, we had a lot of assets in place and we as a team learned a lot together of how we should approach creating these trailers. And so when it came to the fifth one, we could apply a year and a half of knowledge to, yeah. uh, to create this one at a quicker pace because we were smarter uh, mm-hmm. and we, we didn't have to reinvent the wheel or anything because we went through that with the four previous trailers, just setting yeah. stuff up and making sure the characters work and, and all that. So we could focus our energy on the stuff that is more complicated, which was more screen time for the characters, more animation, more characters, mm-hmm. bigger environments. So were there any specific parts that were extra complicated compared to the others? I mean, we set the bar high to sort of try to mimic a movie like Sicario, you know, mm. beautiful photography, like amazing lighting, all that stuff. Uh, so that's hard to replicate in a digital space where you basically get nothing for free. So I would say like the low light dusk feeling was both technically and artistically, it took some time to sort of dial it in. For me, that's something I remember as being a bit complicated, for sure. Yeah. If it's a nighttime setting where we can have a lot of street lights, for example, or other artificial lighting. But here we have to rely on 
dusk or moonlight or embers from a fire uh, mm-hmm. and flashlights and uh, floodlights and stuff like that. So we had to be really smart about how we placed everything. And, you know, like exposure-wise, if we're going to have a really dark dusk setting uh, and in the distance we have a fire illuminating some characters, you know, we had to really be smart about how to light um, the overall image so that the exposure and everything came together. What's your favorite shot from the trailer? Well, I would have to say it's the first, when we first see Maya and Aidan in the alley, you know, zombie gets macheted, (laughs) uh, just because I feel like it's quite ambitious as a shot, both in like camera-wise and the shot length and everything. Like we're trying to do almost three shots in one. Mm. A lot of times you sort of opt for shorter shots, you know, maybe split it up into a couple But the camera work and like what we try to convey, because first you sort of have to see the zombie and then you have to see them and then you have to see the camp. Meanwhile, you know, she's talking, like all this stuff is going on. So Mm. I think we pulled it off quite well. No, that's a really nice shot. I think one of my favorite shots is when all four characters come together for the first time and they infiltrate the camp and they hide behind a a container um, because there's a lot of elements there and it's really beautifully lit and that's what I was just talking about uh, having the four characters behind the trailer in the shadows basically and then Heather's looking over her shoulder uh, toward a a barrel of fire and a couple of uh, family members are standing there the composition and everything coming together in that shot Mm. yeah and I mean of course just also the like Maya slow-mo shooting and the headshot of the zombie like that sort of stuff is yeah yeah yeah, even (laughs) even a simple shot where when Maya and Aiden are sneaking and we have the fire in the foreground, it's super simple, but it's also like, a, I really like that shot. So, Fred, the, the Grant trailer you directed has won two awards. Yeah, it's awesome. That, that's nice. It, it's our first international awards that we've won for cinematics. Uh, we really haven't been at this level with cinematics uh, previously and uh, being able to send these out in the world and they're getting nominated and... Yeah. Uh, it's it's super fun. I mean, we're very, very excited. It's, uh, yeah. We're super happy. One Animago and then Silver at Epic Awards yes. the other week. I won an award once from the mayor. Had an expensive frame. But now it's over with the Overkills to Walking Dead trailers. Five cinematic trailers. That's quite a lot. So, so how does it feel now when it's over? It feels great. I mean, it's very unusual to have a almost a year production uh, on a show, but it was super fun. And the the fun thing about it, I mean, besides our visual quality and, and the quality of the movies that we are super proud and super happy about, it's the long-term collaboration we had with Starbreeze and Overkill. We had time to plan, we had time to iterate scripts and previouses and, and just make sure that the movies became as good as they possibly could mm-hmm. become. And that's the the funnest part of it, that we didn't have to stress, we really could come in early and discuss with them and uh, make sure that everything turned out the way they did. And if you compare with with the vision you had before you had done one single shot of the first trailer you worked on, did you reach? Well, they exceeded my expectations. And it's a testament to every single artist and and the the whole team. Mm -hmm. Everyone has been so dedicated and put so much time and love and blood and sweat and tears uh, into the project. Even though we had a long time, but it's still when it came down to the actual production, when we jumped into production for each trailer, we only had a set amount of time. We couldn't, you know, spend two years on one movie. And, you know, every movie was under pressure when we got into production. And uh, people just kept on uh, delivering 
Hmm. How, how long time did it take to do this fifth trailer? That's a good question. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. I have to think. Three, yeah. four months? Three? I think maybe four months from, uh, maybe five months from when we started to iterate the script mm -hmm. to final delivery. So it's a quite short amount of time. How does it feel for you, Mika? Yeah, I mean, as Fred says, it feels pretty great. When this project started, I was quite new here as well. So for me, it was a great learning experience. I mean, I did concept art and, and other stuff on the other trailers as well. Yeah, it's bittersweet is maybe the word, but there's also a relief, you know, when it's done and it turned out well. Because when you're sort of in the middle of it, a lot of times, like, you don't know how it's going to work out or you're like, you're pushing really hard. Everyone's pushing really hard. But it's not until you see the final result that you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it turned out pretty well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, feels good. You should be proud. It looks marvelous, I think. Well, good afternoon, gentlemen. How's everything going? Marvelous. Have no... <laughs> we have no complaints. What are you working on now, then? Now when you left the zombie world? When I left the zombie world? Well, as usual, I can't say anything. My lips are sealed. <laughs> uh, what I can say is that I'm working on my first um, real-time cinematic. Real-time is uh, wrong. Uh, in Engine, we're, we're creating a cinematic in Unreal which is uh, super fun. It's a little bit different because everything is more condensed in a way. It's a bit of a learning curve, mm. but um, uh, it's nice to apply all the knowledge that we've accumulated through the years. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on right now. Then there are other very nice stuff in the pipe. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. You make it. Well, yeah, no, it's the same. Confidential. Sorry. Are you on the same uh, project? I'm sort of all over the place at the moment, <laughs> like helping out on a bunch of different things that are starting out. But uh, yeah, some exciting things coming up for sure. That's the frustrating thing about Yellow Brick Road, that we always have to wait so long before we can talk about stuff. These trailers were super secret before they were released, weren't they? This. So you two go way back, huh? That's classified. A word of advice, Agent J. Don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to. Well, I'm looking forward to see all these secret projects that you're working on. Many thanks for coming here. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for listening. Yes, you out there. Thanks for listening. And as usual, you can see clips from some of the stuff we talked about at our webpage, goodbyecancerstudios.com. Until next time, goodbye. A bientôt. Auf Wiederhören. Wir hörs. Thank you.